Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3TA. On an Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that clock fire, boys. Right now, I feel like I'd take on the whole empire myself. Target, maximum firepower. Imperial troops have entered the bay. Imperial troops have entered Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Echo Base. This is episode number 202, recorded on Sunday, January 26, 2020. I am your host, Lou. With me tonight, we have Eric and Tim. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great because we get to sing happy birthday to Tim. We do, I know. No. Yeah. You just be careful, Eric, because in a few days, it's your birthday. And we don't record on Friday, so <laughs> happy birthday to you. No, happy I kind of want it more in the style of Marilyn you. Monroe. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> hey, I can sing happy birthday badly. Would that be better? Happy birthday, dear Timmy. Happy birthday to you. Okay, now for anybody who is still left, yes, yes it is Tim's birthday. You lost every listener. Uh, he's yeah. a lot of I'm just that good. We have a lot of, of January birthdays. Uh, John's is earlier this month. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, Eric's is later this week. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Asha, who we've had as a uh, guest on Guardians, hers was yesterday. Oh, wow. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, good number of random chatter birthdays here, January. Chalk full of birthdays. Nice. Yeah. Well, We're catching good. up with you, Lou. Yeah, I'm still pulling away. Don't Let's worry. Let's see. Between Tim, John, <laughs> Asha, and me, if we combine all of us together, we're catching up with you. Here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I realized last night we were we were out at dinner. I think it was. I was like, God damn, Tim! When I when my birthday is, I'll be ten years older than you. God damn it! I don't know if there's that much of a stretch between us, but yeah, jerk. He just he just looks older. See, Tim, Tim, we oh, look alike, so you look like my age. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, Tim, he's not wrong. Oh, I, I, I got Yeah, Lou, I I think you're onto something there. Or wait, no, we could put, we could place the other way and say I look like Tim, so I look younger. No, no, I, I think you had it right the first time. <laughs> uh, I can oh, insult boy. both of you with one sentence. It's awesome. Lovely, 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 yes. lovely. Uh, what do we have for network announcements? Uh, well, we do have one thing that's not so much a, a network announcement, but uh, I think maybe we should address it real quick. Um, a lot of our longtime listeners know that we used to be part of the Forcecast Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was before Tim came along, but uh, Lou, you and I were part of, of that network. And about the time uh, you came in, actually, I think it was a little after you came in, um, we had brought Justin Bolger on. And then I let Justin take over the main show and I tried to get some other startup shows going. And Justin brought some other people on. And he brought uh, Megan and Paul in, and he also at the same time brought in uh, John Beerley. And uh, John was a phenomenal host. He had a lot of great insights, and uh, he was pretty well-liked. He didn't stick around for very long at the time because he had 
some other commitments come up that didn't allow him to participate as often as he wanted to. And uh, so he was around for maybe mid 2015 to late 2015, and he had to step away for a while. But then he came back and did another podcast with Paul Herman and Justin Bulger called Star Wars with Friends. And then more mm-hmm. recently was mm-hmm. on The Fandalorians. Um, we just found out, uh, I just found out last night, actually, through um, you guys telling me in Discord that uh, John passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just in the last day or two, uh, he was, what, in his early 40s, I think? Uh, yeah, 44, I believe. 44? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, uh, you know, he was always a, a very positive, at least in my experience, a positive influence on the Star Wars fan community. Uh, he was a great guy yeah. to podcast with, um, a great guy to work with. Of course, I got the opportunity to work with him kind of behind the scenes with the Forcecast Network as well as we were doing, you know, staff meetings, show notes, that kind of thing. And uh, yes, it it's... Um, I mean, it, I don't even I don't even really know what to say. This is one of those moments where you want to say something profound and meaningful and, and you're just kind of sitting here numb about it. And um, mm-hmm. but I mean, he was such a positive influence and, and such a great guy to be around that I, I just feel like I needed to say something. And for the people who didn't realize that that was going on, I wanted to pass that along. Um, You know, our our thoughts and prayers and best wishes and support to his friends and family. Um, there's been a big outpouring of love for him online, which is, has been really uh, wonderful and, and touching to see. Um, even, even something from Mark Hamill. Yeah. Yes. Which is, you know, obviously really incredible in this fandom. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. John was, John was really good people. Uh, you know, obviously I had listened to him on a bunch of different shows and, um, uh, I think, I think it was yesterday uh, that Lou had told me he had just found mm-hmm. out, I think a few hours beforehand. And um, yeah, I, I was, I was gutted by it. I, John, um, I, I had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times at, uh, mm-hmm. at Star Wars celebration right. conventions. And, and truly the first time I met him, uh, I was on the floor, I was talking to Justin and John came up and just because we had interacted enough on social media and such, like he immediately knew who I was. He, he walked over without any introduction. He just said, Hey, you're Tim. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> you're John. And it was like, we had been friends for years. You know I mean? That's how like open and warm this guy was. Um, yeah. and yeah, just, you know, an, an incredible member of, of many fandoms. Uh, I mean, he, you know, we're talking about him here on echo base. Um, and, and he obviously did a lot of things with star Wars, but he did stuff with, a lot of other fandoms as well. And, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be really missed. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing and it's a sad thing. So, yeah, yeah so, very unfortunate. It, it's, it, it took me by surprise when I heard it yesterday and it was just, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, not that I kept that much in close touch with him, but it just, it, it was kind of shocking. And somebody's so young. Yeah. That's kind of the hard part too, is, you know, we all, especially online and, and in this sort of environment, um, you know, podcasts move from network to network and hosts move around. Um, I lost uh, contact with John uh, a little while back, uh, but every experience I've had with him was just a, a very positive, encouraging experience. And, and mm-hmm. I, I regret not staying in touch with him. And, and, you know, now it's, it's too late. 
Um, so I want to, if, if there's anybody out there who has gotten to meet him or knows him personally, who's listening to this, um, like I said, our thoughts and prayers are, are with you. And, and I hope that, um, I hope that he touched all of you in the same way that I, I got to see him touch the lives of a lot of other people. And, uh, also just a reminder, you know, um, we had another uh, celebrity death in the news again today. We won't get into that here, but uh, it's, you know, we, we all have our time and, and it all comes unexpectedly um, some more so than others. And just take, take some moments to um, identify the people in your life that have meaning to you and that you care a lot about and take the time to say something to them and let them know, because that's something that I think as a society we take for granted and we don't pass along because maybe in the moment it feels cheesy or mushy or whatever, but um, you know, let the people around you know that they mean mm -hmm. something to you because you really feel it after they're gone. And then that opportunity is lost. So take the time now. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. But I know that's a really somber way to open uh, the episode, but then, you know, it's John. And I, I think John, at the very least, deserves that and, and our appreciation. And um, so, but let's, let's move on with the rest of the episode, though. Lou, how can people get in touch with us? Yes, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, the usual places like we always discuss, um, email is probably easiest, echobase at ramchatter.com. Uh, social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Force Chatter on Instagram, uh, sorry, um, Twitter. We are Force Chatter also on Instagram. Um, I am on Twitter at Lou Skywalker, that's Skywalker without the E. Tim, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Qui-Gon Tim, that is Tim with two M's. And Eric, where are you? At Eric Blythe, that's E-R-I-K-B-L-Y-T-H-E. Okay, and you also join us on Discord for more real-time discussions of stuff. Uh, we do have a bunch of Discord channels out there, including a lot of Star Wars discussions out there. Uh, but we do have ones for all the shows, as well as things like uh, Home Improvement, where we just showed off Tim's new cornhole Star Wars boards. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, courtesy of Lou. So, courtesy folks, of Lou, just, yeah. Just, yeah, just, so just to mention this, uh, Lou is Lou is, is an absolutely incredible woodworker. And um, he had mentioned to me a while ago that he was building these things. And, and for a completely different reason, he never mentioned that they were for me. Well, no, they, they were for me originally. <laughs> that was my ah. plan. I, I bought the decals. I was going to say, I'm building a set, of stuff in corn, set, myself a set of cornhole boards. And then as we got closer and then you were coming down here for your birthday, I'm like, I need to get something for Tim for his birthday. I'm like, I could do this. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what it's going to be. So, no, well, good. Screw you. I got mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, when you went to visit Lou, I, I'm sure you had no idea that for your birthday, he was going to give you wood based <laughs> gifts. Oh, of oh, oh. Craftsmanship. That was, yeah, no, the, like that. Yeah, that was rough. They're absolutely incredible, though. I mean, they're they're beautiful pieces of work. Uh, they they have the Rebel and Imperial logos on them. They uh, have uh, built-in LED lights in them, and they're fantastic. And uh, they look they, really good. Great to yeah, it was great to bring them home and Thank show them guys. to my family and stuff. So uh, yeah, Lou, thanks very much again. Yep. I had a lot of fun making them. I hope to get up there and we'll have a little random chatter, uh, get together at Tim's place probably and play cornhole. So, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we'll do that this summer. I'll make Beavis and Butthead jokes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cornelio. Uh, 
let's see yeah. here. Um, if you want to help out the network, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, to find more about that, you go to ramchatter.com slash Patreon, and you can find out how to support us. And even just a dollar a month gets you into our the rest of our Discord server. So we have a few channels open to the public, uh, but a lot of the, the more deep discussions happen um, on the channels we set up for our fans and for our listeners to kind of give back to them a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, go check both of those out, as well as our store, uh, ramchatter.com slash store, where you can pick up some of our merchandise. We have T-shirts and stuff with uh, logos from several of the shows now, including Random Chatter, this one Echo Base. We have Movie Chatter out there now, um, Garden City MCU, although Tim says we don't need to promote that because they're selling well enough. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were well represented this weekend with um, random chatter merchandise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody, my wife is wearing some stuff, and that's just because I haven't bought her anything yet. So. Oh, you're yeah. a horrible husband, Lou. I, I am. I know. <laughs> but I told him she doesn't really wear like logo stuff out. So Yes, yeah. because your, her husband doesn't buy her any, apparently. <laughs> no, that's not the <laughs> case. Poor woman. Oh, well, let's get right into, uh, well, the one news item we have this week. Yeah. Um, and it took several turns in <laughs> in, in in the last few days as far as yeah. uh, what was discussed, what happened, what the Internet did with what they what they they announced. I love and, this, too, uh, because last week in the show notes, we had, I think Lou probably had dropped in the rumor at the time. And then Tim just like highlighted it, went on this little tirade. Oh, this is BS, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Yeah, well, yeah, probably, but I, I don't know. There's there's some smoke there. I, I, I don't know. So we pulled it. And, and yeah. we didn't really go into it that much, but no. And now it's the entire episode this week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, so, way to prove me wrong. Thanks, guys. I know, right? <laughs> well, Jeez, it, Lucasfilm. It, it, we'll get the end of this and we'll talk about how the, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle of all this. because Right. We have no idea what's really going to happen, and I don't think anybody does. But of course, the initial news was that um, Kenobi was canceled. Right. Okay. The, the series on Disney Plus Kenobi was canceled, and and Tim and, was very astute in calling BS on that. Yeah, I, I do want to clarify. I agree. I agree. And, and then the internet just takes that and runs with it, like you know, Lucasfilm has gone bankrupt, and Disney's starting to figure out <laughs> like if they should stop buying franchises now, and, and they might just stop making films altogether. <laughs> Heard they're closing the parks, and because they had seven of the top ten movies last year, that means the whole box office industry is going to go down the toilet. Yeah, it was like a whole big thing. Really, it really was. Yeah. Um. So, so let's go through these things. Um. As we have in the notes here, okay. so Eric. What do we know so far as far as what is kind of concrete about Kenobi? Okay. So we know that it is um, being greenlit. We know that Ewan McGregor has been signed on to come back. And we know that it is um, without a release date as of yet. There is no official air date, but that it has currently been in pre-production. I Filming has not started, but actors have been actively screen testing against uh, Ewan McGregor for casting purposes. So remind me to come back to the whole release date thing when yep. we get to the Kenobi thing at the end, or oh, sorry, the Ewan McGregor quote at the end. Okay. Um, let's see. There have been two scripts written so far. It is supposed to be slated for six episodes. Um, Deborah Chow 
who directed at least one episode of The Mandalorian. I have to go back over the directing list as she appeared in another episode as a cameo. Uh, she is going to be heading the series. She's going to be the showrunner. And the series is going to take place approximately eight years after Revenge of the Sith, episode three. So as of right now, that is all we know for certain. Okay. And, you know, I mean, I don't expect to get a lot of those details out right now. Yeah, not I yet. I mean, especially, especially without a release date set. But, I mean, they're moving forward. Things are looking good. And then the news came out last week that they were canceling the series because Kenobi was just – or, I'm sorry, Hugh McGregor was just – not liking the scripts. Yeah, creative differences, right. they said, between him and uh, it, it was kind of nebulous, like the powers that be. They weren't even right. really specific with, with whom he had a creative differences with, but it had, it, it seemed to indicate something about the story content. Which, you know, I mean, I'd love to know how these rumors got started and who, who came up with the first soundbite that made that right. plausible. I don't know, though. They ended up being close, like they came to the wrong conclusion. But again, like where there was smoke, there was a fire somewhere. Might yeah, not have been but, right there. It was maybe over off to the side a little bit. Right. But yeah. So, I mean, right now we know that they are. Putting things on hold because that is they what's are, well, reported. Actually, actually. I, I think the whole thing is the wrong word, right? It's not really on hold. They're just working on massaging the scripts more. What we know is, and this is according to Hollywood Reporter, which is generally considered to be a, a reliable source. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those things where when you hear something, you kind of want to hear it from multiple different places. But Hollywood Reporter is one of those that if they report it, you can go ahead and run it. Uh, Variety is another one. There are, are certain news outlets that are, you know, a little more professional that uh, if they report it, it's there. there's something there and it's likely true. So they are saying that filming has been put on hold so that they can work on scripts. So as far as what we, and none of this is official from Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm, uh, as right. expected, is probably not going to comment on this for a long time. But as far if as, ever. yeah. I mean, they're just they're they're going to keep their mouth shut. In fact, Disney has declined to make a response on on any of these reports. But what we know as far as the base layer of information here is that the shooting has been postponed apparently until next year and that the reason has to do with them reworking scripts and or a call being put out for new scripts. Okay. It, it, how does that play with the stuff that came out? Was it today or yesterday that you McGuire? No, you McGuire say. Jeez. I know. Um, he was in an interview with Entertainment Tonight, and he said, yep. "You know, the scripts are really good, really good. Uh, they want to make them better. Mm -hmm. They just slowed the production shooting next year, so they're just pushing the shooting back. It hasn't started yet, so it's kind of right. hard to say they put production on hold because." They're still producing the show. It's just they haven't started filming yet. And that's going to be pushed back further. Well, let's talk about what, what he's responding to first. So okay. uh, the Hollywood Reporter story 
Uh, first of all, to clarify, Ewan McGregor and Deborah Chow are still both attached to this project. They're not going anywhere. Okay, so the rumors of Ewan McGregor leaving are incorrect. And this has been confirmed by Ewan McGregor. Uh, now, this is a quote from The Hollywood Reporter. Sources tell THR that the scripts, only two were written, and story became an issue, and that the entire package has been jettisoned. Lucasfilm is now on the hunt for a new writer to pen the series. And then they go on to say, at the same time, sources say the project is being reconfigured from six episodes to four. Now, um, the other thing is rumors, as ex would be expected, have been that the series focuses heavily on Obi-Wan protecting a young Luke. So if this is eight years after Revenge of the Sith, he, Luke's going to be about eight years old. And mm -hmm. there have been some comments made. And I don't know whether this is actually a concern of Lucasfilm or not, but some rumors and speculation are that this feels too close in tone to The Mandalorian and Lucasfilm wants to do something to differentiate it from that. So The Mandalorian, you have the main character protecting a little kid and it's very much kind of a Western sort of feel. And in this one, you have the main character protecting a little kid, if only indirectly, in on a desert planet, which has kind of a Western sort of feel to it. So maybe not in a very literal sense, but there are some things that are analogous enough that they mm -hmm. maybe want to differentiate this this series a little bit more from The Mandalorian based on the two scripts they've had so far. Now, that's the Hollywood Reporter thing. With Ewan McGregor's response, I agree that the internet has probably been overreacting. And so when he's saying <laughs> it's not yeah. as dramatic as it sounds... um. And then he goes on to say, I, I think we have the same, uh, we're airing on the same day and all that stuff. Well, we, no date's been set, so we don't know what that day actually is. Unless he, right. He knows. And that's what bugs me. I'm like, okay, no date set. So we're still doing the same thing. Right. It could have slid by six months and we wouldn't know because we never got an original date. But yeah. to delay shooting by a year, and you're only doing six episodes, or in this case, now maybe only four episodes, four, you've got yeah. two scripts done and you want to redo them. And, you know, the scripts may be really, really good. Like everything he said may be accurate, but it doesn't change the fact that if it's not the direction mm -hmm. they want to go in, they're going to rework the scripts and they're pushing shooting out by a year because, I mean, may, they maybe have to cast entirely different characters now. Now, I didn't see the bit about a whole year being delayed. Is that what they're saying? Or we're pushing this production back by a year? Yeah. Um, in fact, is that one of the quotes from... Ewan or not? I mean, he references pushing the date. Yeah. Um, and they just slid the production to shooting next year, period, end quote. That's from Ewan McGregor to Entertainment Tonight. Well, but yeah, the, you know, I read that too. I'm wondering when they mean a year. Well, it's well, January right now. So but I'm wondering when they, when they did the interview. When, when was that quote from? Uh, like a really week recent? ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's within the last week. Maybe he's okay. been partying really so hard. It's got to be at least Christmas 11 months. Didn't realize it was January. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, it could have been. Like he might have still thought it was December. Well, do we know when they had planned on starting production? It was supposed to be starting about the same time as a Cassian Andor series, which is also now entering pre-production. And so there was a lot of commentary about well, which series is coming first, and everybody assumed that probably the Cassian Andor series because it was announced first, and they had the actors locked in first. So it kind of made sense, but it was really people making an assumption because they were apparently going to be in production um, 
if not side by side, then really close to one another. So the understanding was pre-production was going to be going on right now, presumably for filming in uh, late spring, early summer. Okay. So even if they started January 1st of 2021, and that was technically next year, that's still... It's like nine months at least. That's still a long delay, yeah. Yeah. There was an article yeah. here from Screen Rant back in November that said the original production for Kenobi was supposed to be summer of 2020. Yeah. So Start. again, that's production, and we're in pre-production right now. So this is the casting. Right, right. This is concept art, the scripts, um, pre-visualization, some preliminary effects work. And yeah, so production is typically shooting and yeah. the things that go concurrent with that. And I think we need to keep in mind, too, we, we talk about you know, six episodes to four episodes. This was never originally, this was never planned out as an ongoing, continuing full series. It was always a mini series that I always heard talked about. Um, yeah. It, so it was never confirmed that it would extend past the first season. However, a lot of fans made the assumption that it would. Mm. I mean, I myself had assumed that if it was successful, they would write it in such a way that it could continue. Uh, but that's really the question. Was this always designed to be a standalone miniseries or was mm. it we're going to do a series one of a handful of episodes? And if it works well, we're going to continue. And I think that's a good question, too, because, I mean, to me, a a self-contained miniseries is a completely different thing than an ongoing television series. Um, and knowing that up front, I'd be happy if they did that. Now, I'm expecting a full, well, Nowadays, a full season is what ten episodes, but um, you know, <laughs> it, a, a nowadays, full, a full season, season is less than half of what we've had our <laughs> entire lives. Right. But if we get thirty minutes per episode again, we're going to end up with less content than what we would see in a theatrical release. I didn't even think about that. If it's only thirty minutes, I'm going to be less doing than this? a full Star yeah. Wars movie. Tim, you have been suspiciously quiet. Well, I, so I, my, my thoughts on this, uh, I think that they're going to do longer episodes. I, I think they're going to, I, I would think that we're going to see, they still need to capitalize on everything. They need to capitalize on their investment. I mean, there are certain, uh, obviously there, there's a cost per episode, but there's also fundamentally a, a startup cost right. to this thing. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're getting Ewan McGregor's time and they're already skewing that time, which is then, I mean, he's, he's an A-list actor. It is challenging to schedule time with an A-list actor. Mm -hmm. I would hope that we would see episodes that are going to range hour to an hour and a half, especially if they're only going to cut down to like four episodes. Um, but then that's also another thing in, in terms of the, are we going to see more than just this mini series? And I'm actually doubtful of it mostly because of the Ewan McGregor factor. You're, you're, you're trying to harness an A-list actor into what's fundamentally a TV series. And I, I think that that's, that's more challenging. I mean, unless they're really interested in, in ponying up a lot of money to pay him for this, and maybe they are, and obviously it's Disney, they have no shortage of cash, but they're also smart. They need to be making money back on their investment you know, are they really willing to do that versus him saying, Hey, sorry, I, I just, you know, I, I shot these episodes for you for this first run. I just got asked to go do two more movies. Uh, I'm, I'm out. Sorry. Well, guys. Keep in mind, Ewan McGregor is also an executive producer on this. 
Well, that I, that is a good point. He he does have a vested interest yeah. then. Everything you said is completely accurate. Mm. And even with him as an EP, it's still something to be considered. But yeah. he is also an EP. So he's he's personally invested in the series beyond just merely what he'd be making as an actor. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that helps mitigate that a little bit. And again, as an EP, the profits increase if you can continue to make product while maintaining, you know, you've already built the set. You've already, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, you've, you've got the, the property, the studio location reserved, et cetera. Like it's once you get past those first episode or two, the production cost of making a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, you get to reuse a lot of that stuff that's already been built. So it, you get better returns on your time the longer you go on. Right. Well, I'm kind of hoping they actually, I mean, I'm thinking if they're smart, they're going to reuse some of the same sets from the Mandalorian. If they can do it without making it look obvious. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, set dressing and stuff, but I mean, it's, it's Tatooine. It looks like the planet they were on. It's, you know, I mean, it's a desert. You set up a tent and you put a, a big <laughs> like do back corpse somewhere and you're good. Right. I mean, how, that's the thing, like the production cost on this, you get a guy wearing a bathrobe and you stick him in the, the middle of Arizona somewhere. Boom. Like you got four effects shots as you know, he turns on his lightsaber and he turns it off and you're done. Like that's how expensive is I could make this with my iPhone. <laughs> oh, Eric. Stinking desert planets. I tell you. You know, you, you, you mentioned that and I'm immediately picturing the big Lebowski, but. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan walking around in a bathrobe. The Obi-Wan Lebowski. Yeah. Um, so. There, I, I mean, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say um, there have, there, there was also um, a quote that he gave to the rap he says, all this BS, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not going to swear on the show, but all this BS about creative differences and all that stuff is none of it's true. We just pushed the dates. Episode nine came out. Everyone had more time to, um, uh, maybe I mistyped that. Everyone had more time to rest the stuff that had been written and they felt that they wanted to do more work on it. So they slid the shoot. It's not nearly as dramatic as it sounds online. So, some of this stuff he's saying, I mean, it's very defensive and I can understand he's an EP. So of course he's going to defend the product, uh, the project. That makes sense. And I don't think anything he's saying is wrong necessarily. I'm sure the scripts they had are really, really good. They're just not going to work. So, but he mentions episode nine came out and then everyone kind of had more time to look at this stuff. I'm wondering if, like, like, how did that affect things? Was it that Kathleen Kennedy didn't get a chance to really go over the Kenobi stuff in detail? And then when she did, she's like, oh, no, guys, hey, we, we have to rework some of this stuff. Or was it a response to how episode nine did? Or like, what is the relevance of it? Is it because there, of the response to something about episode nine in particular, either the content, the box office numbers or the fan response? Or is it an issue of the timing of the people who needed to come in and kind of take an overall look at things were unavailable until episode nine came out. I I feel like there's more underneath that sentence. Yeah. I I mean, 
you know, we talked about this beforehand. It's like so, somewhere in the middle of all this is me, the truth of what really happened. And we're unfortunately never going to get that. Yeah. Um, in, in seeing, reading some of this stuff over again, you know, so I'd forgot he was a EP on this project that makes a huge difference in what he says and how he says it. You're not just an actor who has a job to do and you're, you're in the role. Yeah, we're just pushing the filming back. Yeah. And, you know, he has a vested, vested interest now in making sure that no, no, there's no bad news, nothing to see here. Move along. Hmm. You know, this is, this is, this is a good thing. It, we're just redoing the script and making some things better. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, so he's saying that with, with that tone, and I don't know. And I don't think he's lying. I don't think he's trying to be purposely deceptive either. I remember back when episode two um, was about to come out and they did the reveal of the name Attack of the Clones and a reporter asked him about it and he hadn't heard the name yet. He said, Attack of the what now? Attack of the Clones? That, that sounds silly. That's a ridiculous title. <laughs> like right there on record, like he's never been one to mince words or to not say um, what he, what mm -hmm. he wants to say. I mean, he's very direct about that sort of thing. So I don't think he's being deceptive. I don't think he's trying to cover anything up. I, I think that he believes exactly what he said. However, if you take what he actually said and look at it, it it doesn't mean that there weren't issues with the script and that they decide right. to, as was reported by THR to quote jettison them and to look for a new writer. Like he, it doesn't contradict anything in the report. It maybe puts a, a different perspective well, on it, but it doesn't I mean, mean the reports inaccurate. Yeah. But I mean, you know, jettisoning the entire package is completely different than, the script's really good. They just want to make them better. <laughs> I mean, the, those are two completely different statements. Yeah, well, I mean, well, one of those essentially equates to a script doctor. The other one equates to a bonfire. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, L George Lucas wanted to make the episode four script better, so he rewrote it four times. And what we got is so radically different from the original that you could say he jettisoned the original and went with something different. And he's the same guy like who wrote all four versions of the script. So true. Yeah, I, you're right. It it does make it sound more like it's just bringing in a script doctor, but they do that sort of thing anyway. Um, right. I, I do think if anything, maybe he's diminishing that one aspect of it a little bit. I just, there's something about it that doesn't sit right with me. And I think that's a long long time to slide actual production for four episodes mm. or even six episodes. Do, do you A think year. we know everything yet? I know uh, everything. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm not saying like all the details, but I'm saying mm. is, is this the end of the discussion on it? Like everything's going to be good. They're going to do what they say, or is there going to be some other reveal that, yeah, you know what? It, we're going to, this is going to get delayed two years or it's going to get canceled or McGregor does bail because of scheduling conflicts. Or uh, do you think, do you think this is the end of it? I don't think if they're only doing four episodes, um, assuming that part of the report is accurate and depending on the length of the episodes, I think that he will find And again, as executive producer, he has some flexibility in when they do the shooting, perhaps, um, and it's far enough in advance that I think he can clear enough of his schedule to get this done. So I don't think we're going to see him mm. not be able to participate due to, to scheduling conflicts. Um, 
So that's the first thing. And again, I mean, he's an A-lister. If he wants to do something, he has some say, even with other studios and other projects, in, Mm -hmm. you know, when he's available for which projects. Even if not a lot of say, depending on who else is involved, he he gets a voice in that to some extent. Right. Um, I think that what's going to happen is over the next two months, we are going to have the usual suspects online continue to leak alleged insights about what's happening behind the scenes. And I think of those, probably 5% will be correct and 95% will be bunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that we are going to see, I mean, they, they really played it safe because they didn't give us a release date. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. They can say, oh, this was, you know, we planned for this contingency all along and we always just kind of, you know, we're going to take it easy with this one. We're going to focus on getting Andor up and running. And we know we've got some time to kind of play with the Kenobi thing. So, you know, we took our time and, and we shifted things around as needed to, to in order to make sure that we provided a good quality product. And then we released it when we chose to release it based on when the best time for the release would be. I mean, there are so many ways they can easily spin yeah. this. They certainly could. So I don't yeah. think we're get, I think we're going to get it next year and probably not as quickly as we thought we would, but they're going to say it's exactly when it was going to have been all along. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if, if they're sliding production, and he said starting production next year, mm-hmm. you're not talking about a year worth of slide. You're talking about being six months because they said July was the start of production. Originally. But are they going to so start they, in Ju- uh, July or January of 2021? Well, we I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. They just they slid it back a year. It could be as, as little as six months slide. Are you going to film a desert planet series in the winter? In a desert? Sure. It's probably going to be warm. <sighs> I mean, they could go to Australia. <laughs> they could. But, you know, stuff near the equator anyways is going to be warmer. The you equator? Know, Nobody's going to go to the equator. <sighs> There's deserts I don't think they're going to shoot in the Sahara. Never know. Hey, anyway. So, um, so, you know, it strikes me as that this is one of the, it, maybe, I don't know what it is or isn't, but is this one of the longest delayed, most problematic titles we've seen from Star Wars? I mean, Solo. Because well, Most but, problematic? But, I think that's going to be a tough okay, most problematic, title. Yeah, but I mean, this is originally going to be a movie, and they reported it back in 2017. The production would start in 2019, mm-hmm. and they canned it. Now they've gone to a miniseries, and and now we've got this going on. So, I mean, it's been a while. This has been percolating. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting question. How do you define most problematic? Because the Boba Fett movie was canceled entirely. So does that mean that was the most problematic because it couldn't even be salvaged, whereas this is salvaged? Or well, are we saying it was, the yeah. longest duration of delay? Maybe longest duration of delay. Because okay. yeah. if it's problematic and canceled, it's just done. But this is still hanging around, but it's still being delayed and still not firm. And you know, Right. I would say based Probably on the rumors come out and say it's going to be an animated series next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it may be, we'll never know because Lucasfilm hasn't said much official on it. So again, they can always say, Hey, we never promised you a movie. Well, we're going to get that, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff with that, you know, four hour documentary that talks about all this stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the so tw- 12 part JW Rinsler <laughs> and Ken Burns documentary series. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Um, now, we don't have this in our show notes, but there is one other thing we can discuss a little bit this week. And okay. that was the the leaking of, um, I guess, concept imagery and the script that Trevorrow had worked on. For, Wasn't that last week? I mean, uh, I didn't get I to see, see the concept reports, art, but. So more reports about it this week with the concept art. Maybe this, the script thing was yeah. last week, but the concept art stuff came out today, I think. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, do you have the the info? I don't have the information in front of me, and I've kind of gotten. I've seen like two or three different variations, so I don't have it all in my head at the moment. Yeah, I don't either. Tell you, okay. we're going to kind of wing this, but I, I mean, part of me wants to say, you know what? Ignore it. It's it's not relevant anymore because we have a movie. It, you yeah. know, um, it's one of the things where I think it's just going to stir up controversy and make people angry that oh, we should have got this because I saw one report today that said everybody. Everybody is loving the script. What? I'm like, okay, well, that that's kind of no. bad because if they made the movie, you'd still be pissed off about that movie too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, let me tell you what I saw the Trevor uh, the Trevorrow script. I'm not saying it was bad, but I don't think it was as good as we got. The things I remember, and again, I might be confusing the two different variations that I saw, but um, the the thing was basically communications was shut down throughout the whole galaxy. So the resistance couldn't kind of band together and, and call one. So like going back to the end of episode eight, one of the reasons they couldn't get reinforcements is because these messages just aren't getting out. And so one of the things they're trying to do is to go and, and reestablish communications. Um, and uh, so there was that Kylo's journey was very different. He turns fully over to the dark side. Uh, Ray continues to be a nobody, uh, which is fine. That's exactly what some people wanted. Um, the ending didn't, didn't seem very interesting. As we talked about before, Palpatine was not in that draft at all. Like it, it was not even a consideration. Mm -hmm. So um, what we do know from this, um, and, and, and Trevor confirmed that his, the, the title of, of his script is Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Yep. Right. And, uh, there is some concept going around, which he did also confirm is, is from this. And, uh, Basically, uh, there's there's four key images here. One of them is um, one that looks it looks like it's Leia, uh, very much uh, essentially in the same garb that we first saw her in on the Tantive Four in Episode Four, the the hooded uh, the the, the, mm. the hooded white cloak, um, and she is knelt down in front of BB-8, looking like she's giving some kind of a data card. Uh, to to BB-8, right, which uh, everybody the, would have hated because it's too close to the original. Right, right, right. Uh, the other one is a very badass looking. Uh, I, I believe it's Ray. Uh, she's all in black and she does have a twin bladed lightsaber, but it's blue. Mm -hmm. And she is standing on it looks maybe like the bridge of a star destroyer with a bunch of slain stormtroopers around her. Uh, yeah. That's mm -hmm. a really really badass image. And her outfit uh, is very close to Luke's in Jedi. In Jedi, yeah, yeah. Now, again, I did not see the concept art, but <clears throat> what was originally um, reported to have been in the script was that this double-sided blade was going to be based on her staff. Does it look in yes. the concept art that that... Okay. Um, uh, well, I, you know, the, the thing is, and, and we, we actually had some of this discussion in, uh, in, in Discord, I think, last week about comparing and it was kind of more along the lines of fighting style of a twin bladed lightsaber with a bow staff. Right. 
And fundamentally, it's a very, very different thing because when you're using a bow staff, and I'm no martial artist, but you're actually able to use the entire staff. You can right. hold mm-hmm. it anywhere. There are a variety of different fighting styles and moves and that kind of stuff that you can do gripping the saber, the gripping the the bow staff and using in a variety of different ways. When it comes to a double bladed lightsaber, you have the hilt in the middle and that's it. Now, if you the touch anything else, you're 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 Luke Skywalker. One of the so. differences that was supposed <laughs> to have been the case with hers versus Darth Maul's is that her hilt was wider like it was um maybe grabbable part of it was longer in the middle and and maybe the blades themselves weren't quite as long um the concept art doesn't show more like staff fighting yeah the concept art doesn't really show that but i i I hear what you're saying yeah i mean yeah the concept art basically shows two full-length lightsabers stuck together fundamentally Mm, um very much like darth maul's i mean but also it's concept art so right right you know, they, they, they can deviate tremendously from that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the third image is um, an image of it. it basically, R2 uh, took a shot to the dome. And 3PO is is kind of like has his, his head down on him and he's he's holding on to him. And in the background, you just see it's just war torn. You see a, 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 a Star Destroyer that looks like it's crashed. And there's a bunch of like other action and stuff kind of behind a, a behind a bunch of fog and smoke and such behind them. And then the last one uh, is uh, it, it, it is uh, Kylo Ren uh, crossing lightsabers with Darth Vader mm. and and not Anakin, Darth Vader. So these are two red lightsabers. Of course, Kylo's has the cross guard on it. Uh, and there's really no particular background to it. It's just kind of a, you know, you, you really can't tell what it is. It might, it kind of looks a little bit like the Darth Vader one has some transparencies to it. Uh, like a like a translucent type of thing. So it mm. could have been this could be concept art of a force vision or something very similar to um, that kind of, uh, um, of I'm going to call it flow walking because that's why I know it from from Legends. Mm-hmm. But the thing that they uh, that he and Ray did in, in the movies. Yeah. So. Hmm. I need to check those out. You, you know, the uh, I, I mean, the point of the story, I guess to backtrack a little bit was, I mean, Trevorrow confirmed the leaks were legit, what he had written. Um, and I think that's really it. I mean, as far as the news story goes, I mean, to me, none of this is, is real because it was never made. I mean, I don't care what he right. wrote. I don't care if it was the best thing since sliced bread. It's not what they gave us. No. And, you know, any amount of wishing is to make you say, Oh, I really wish they had done this instead of that. It's not. So, um, it, it, it to me, this is just fan fiction now. Yeah. And, and also I keep in mind that it concept are sometimes has, does not even end up in the movies, nothing like it does. Um, so at least, you know, these particular visual extrapolations, if you will, are things that may or may not have ended up in the final movie or, or right. whatever. Well, look at and, all the amazing concept art we had from Macquarie that, Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. we had versions of that used in, in the in the movies, but not mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Well, and we have actual scenes that were shot that get cut from movies. Yeah, right. So, yeah. 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 
I mean, so I guess my take on this is um, you're right, Lou, that it basically equates to fan fiction as far as whether it matters or not. But as students, if you will, of of Star Wars, I think it's it's, like I enjoy watching deleted scenes Mm -hmm. from the different uh, movies. I, I sit there and watch scenes from the beginning of episode three deleted scenes and, and uh, some scenes that were cut from the Senate in episode three. And I wonder, you know, would it have helped with the storytelling to include those or not? And it can be fun to kind of take a look at that. It, at the end of the day, it does not matter, but I don't think there's a problem in, in going and exploring what might've been like some of these concepts. So yeah. the, the Darth Vader versus Kylo Ren, this is from a part of the script where, it's the equivalent of the cave on Dagobah. Yes. And during right. this sequence, Vader actually defeats and kills Kylo Ren, not literally, but in Kylo Ren's cave experience. Right. His and so that's kind of a vision or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting juxtaposition to what Luke went through where he defeated Vader and then mm-hmm. saw himself in right. Vader. And instead this is Vader defeating Kylo Ren and mm-hmm. Kylo, and this goes along with Kylo Ren's insecurities about not measuring up to who his grandfather was in, in the dark side. Some of those concepts are really interesting and I Mm -hmm. don't care that we didn't get them. I'm not upset about it, but as uh, just kind of a, an interesting thought experiment, I like Mm -hmm. seeing these sorts of things. Like in this version of the draft, if I recall correctly, the Knights of Ren were actually Ben's failed students. Whereas in the movies we saw that they had no mm. particular force abilities at all. Right. It's interesting to, to look back and forth. And to me, I guess what makes it more interesting about episode nine is the fact that so many people have been complaining nonstop mm. about episode nine. And ev- like I said last time, every variation that I've seen. Listen, I saw faults with episode nine. I'm not going to pretend they're not there but I still think we got a better product than what we would have gotten in a lot of these other variations. I, I just yeah. think that the final conflict and the resolution. Yeah. Again, it mm-hmm. feels like more of an epilogue trilogy, but I think the final resolution to that trilogy was better than what we would have gotten in Trevorrow's script. All due respect to Colin okay. Trevorrow. I think it would have been okay. Well, and the, the thing is, is that you, you have, uh, I think obviously discussing these things, is fine if they are, you know, they're released and they're out there. And obviously we, we want to talk to them, but we want to talk about them. We're interested in what's in them. People are providing commentary on them. Um, yes, there are certainly certain aspects of these that would be very cool to see, but yeah, on the other side, you also have people who are, are, you know, swinging that pendulum to the extreme, not just to the point of saying, wow, I, I wish that this was the movie that we got instead of the one that we did get. But you also have the people who are saying, wow, hey, you know, Lucasfilm, Disney, you you should make this movie instead and, you know, replace the current episode nine. First of all, it right. ain't going to happen. Yeah. Second of all, this whole, you know, this whole thought of the, the, the grass being greener is is kind of a, a ridiculous thing. I mean, you, you know that there are so many people that if they're not satisfied to this extent of being so angry, they're probably not going to be satisfied with whatever else gets put out. Right. And they it's just been like angry the with whole, this too. Yeah. And it's just like the whole Snyder cut issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's really what it ends up going down to is I didn't like what we got. 
there's some rumor or some evidence of something else that exists that's out there. I want that instead because that's bound to be better. I, who knows? It could yeah. be crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and I look at this. I mean, I like you, Tim, and, and I, I I like the fact that we have access to this now. I think it's cool to totally. read the what ifs. Mm-hmm. I take offense to when people are starting to use that as like, you know, almost weaponizing this to say, no, we want this instead, or you shouldn't yeah. have that one. Or we got to remake this. And right, this mm-hmm. is not evidence in a court of law that you were robbed. <laughs> right, right, you were not robbed right. of anything. Yeah. Yeah. And and as you said before, Eric, I mean, there are a ton of, and we were talking about this with Kenobi. There are oftentimes different versions of scripts that get put, that get put out there. Sometimes movie houses will, they'll hire three, four people to write scripts Mm -hmm. and, you know, not having any of them communicate with each other. So they're getting completely independent stories and then they'll take those in and they'll, you know, use what they like either in whole with one script or they'll cherry pick parts from these different scripts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's, that's how in a lot of cases movie making is done. It is cool to see because this is fundamentally a behind the scenes thing, getting an an unused script. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. You get someone else's vision, like a well thought out definitive vision. He Trevor wrote a whole freaking script. This isn't just like a couple of storyboards or this wasn't a treat ideas. Yeah. yeah, right. This is right. a full on script. And so it's really, you know, someone really has to get their head into something to write a full script. Well, and I think that we've gotten spoiled as Star Wars fans because for six of the nine movies, we had George Lucas. We had one person write everything and we had one person direct. Well, not direct all of it, but, you know, stand over the shoulders of the directors he hired in some cases right. to direct them. And we had one person who had the the authority to step in and say, this is the way it is. This is all my singular vision all day, all the time. And that's not how filmmaking is typically done. I mean, Blade Runner had like, what, nine different writers or something? Did um, it really? Ghostbusters was originally uh, taking place in outer space. Like there, no kidding. Yeah, I didn't know that. This yeah, is, yeah. And, and that was Dan Aykroyd's original script. <laughs> there are you know, it, so many rewrites and so many different writers that I mean, Carrie Fisher herself was she made a career not as an actress but as a script doctor, and she was uncredited in a lot of things. But she would come and rewrite dialogue in a lot of Hollywood scripts, and she was known for it. So there's another writer okay. that comes in. This is a normal thing in Hollywood, but we have gotten spoiled to not having that in Star Wars. And so it's hard for us to wrap our heads around sometimes the fact that episode nine had six different hands in the pot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing that comes out of the, the confirmation that he said that was his script that bothers me, and not bothers me to the point where I'm getting, you know, angry and militant yeah. about it, but, but you mm-hmm. know, it bothers me that it does kind of confirm that, that, that worst fear we had, that there was no plan for seven, eight, nine. Totally. Because yeah. I mean, if his script didn't have anything to do with, with Palpatine, that means they, the ending we got wasn't the ending they originally envisioned or the, that there was an original envision for the, 
the three-story arc. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna... Re reintroducing Palpatine is a pretty major freaking story beat that if someone did like, you know, even just say like, hey, here's two things we want to see in each movie, mm. that darn well would have been one of them. I'm going to push back <laughs> on that a little bit. Okay. I do not for any moment. And listen, I am very aware of all of the changes that have happened over this trilogy. There have been a plethora of them. I refuse to believe, I absolutely do not believe that there was no plan. I think that there was a plan. It was intentionally kept flexible, probably too flexible. And then I think that after the response of episode seven, Bob Iger got a little nervous and went to Ken, uh, Kathleen Kennedy and gave her notes. And then episode eight came out and solo came out and that was a big debacle. And then episode eight. And I think people panicked. Panicked might be too strong a word. I, I, I they kept their professionalism, but I think they didn't know what to do. And so they started to lose confidence in what they were doing and they started uh, flailing around a little bit in going into episode eight and then even more so with episode nine. Mm -hmm. the, from what little I've heard about where they wanted to go with the story arcs for Ray and Kylo, which is what this has really always been about. Bringing Palpatine in was a big ballsy thing to do, but they just, they had something else there in that place. And they replaced it with the dark acolyte when JJ Abrams came in and then they replaced the dark acolyte with Palpatine. And it didn't necessarily change the main things of what they wanted to do with Ray and Kylo Ren. So I agree that things changed a lot and they ended up steering so far off course that things got really muddy and messy. But I think it's one of those things where I get in the car and I decide that I'm going to drive to Disneyland in California from the East coast. And I get about as far as Nashville and decide, you know what? There's some really cool stuff up in Toronto. Hmm. I think that's kind of what happened. I think they panicked and said, wait a minute. California is really far away from the East coast. There's a lot of mountain ranges to drive through. I don't know anything about these like Utah and, and, you know, Kansas. And I, I don't want to drive through with that. I've heard horrible things about Kansas. I'm going to go somewhere else. And, you know, they've got tornadoes and Dorothy and wizard of, Oz. I ain't driving through that. And I think they're just too many people started driving the car in too many different directions. And, but to say that there was never an initial idea, I really don't think that they are such bad business people. Yeah. I, that I they mean, didn't I start out with point. an idea. And, and maybe, maybe saying there was no plan at all is, is being too extreme, but to, to change things to the extent they did and bring in Palpatine and do, you know, it just seems like that is a pretty major. I agree revision. with you. There. They changed um, way too and, much and, too frequently. And maybe the end result was where they wanted to be at the end. That was what they wanted to be at the end. I don't know. I don't even you know, know that it was. Maybe it was, but I, I, think I don't know. Maybe they they changed the destination entirely along the way, too. But I, I think they had a, a plan. Mm -hmm. 
but I think they should have stuck with it, whether it be good, bad or indifferent. I mean, that's one thing you can say about the prequels. If, even if you don't like the prequels, George made some changes along the way, but for the most part, he stuck with the plan. And I think mm -hmm. that there was a plan at the beginning of this trilogy and they just, they changed it too often. They were willing to throw the baby away with the bathwater too many times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is what we got. But to be fair, that sounds a lot like I'm complaining, but I liked it. It, it wasn't life changing, but I liked it. Like, I can't, I'm going to watch it again. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seven. Yeah. There's a lot. I have a much better appreciation for eight than I used to after seeing nine. And I liked nine. Was it flawed? Hell yes. Like most sci-fi movies I watch, but <laughs> you know, it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's part of the, the saga now, you yeah. know, I mean, but to me, um, looking yeah. at the at the Trevorrow script and the other script, I it it makes me appreciate what we got because I think it's better. I think what we got's better. Okay, makes me happier. And as long as Eric's happy, we know things are good. That's what Kathleen Kennedy always says. <laughs> when Eric's happy, everyone is happy. Yeah, but there you go. Maybe. Well, guys, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, unless you have anything else last minute you want to throw in. Besides um, the towel. Keep in mind that you're going to want to start uh, catching up on Clone Wars if you haven't already, and you might want to go back and rewatch the uh, the most recent season or seasons. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I thought it was February, February 17th or 18th, but I guess it's the 21st now. We're going to yeah, get to Clone 20 Wars. 20 something, right? Yeah. Yep. The trailer's out. The trailer looks amazing. I it saw looks that really good. We're going to be covering I, that on Nights you know, of the Hollow Table. I had wanted to watch it before it came out. I, I started. I was like, well, I, I got to. I was at work or something. I'm like, I'll do it later. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot about it until Tim mentioned it yesterday. I'm like, oh my god. Oh wow. How did I forget to watch that? It, <laughs> so it looks good. Again, there's going to be three it different does. story arcs, and the final one that they're going to end the series with is going to be the Siege of Mandalore. So nice. Yeah. Good stuff. So Looking now's the time to, to go back and uh, catch up on your homework. Are you guys going to give a couple episodes to kind of just these are key ones you got to focus on or just most recent season? Yeah, we talked a little bit about that before um, when the Mandalore, um, the Mandalorian was coming out. So we're going to recap that. And again, thanks to Josh, uh, who actually typed that up for randomchatter.com. And we're going to go back over that guide again a little bit. Um, and we'll do we'll cover the Mortis episodes uh, real quick, at least listing what they are and, and maybe a brief summary, as well as a lot of the Mandalore based episodes from both Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, and then it's it's going to be time to to watch the new series that comes out. We're going to do that. We're going to catch up on the news for Disney Plus related content in general. And we're going to do an overview of season one of The Mandalorian with the two of you appearing as awesome. well. Great. Awesome. And we are definitely going to be going over the Clone Wars trailer. And at some point, a little bit of spoiler alert, uh, we're going to have a discussion about whether we believe the rumors about another season of Rebel, not another season, but a spinoff of Rebels, sequel series of Rebels to be true or not. Very cool. Okay. Well, you guys can look forward to listening to that over on Nights at the Hall Table. Um, this podcast is always done for today. We're going to close the blast doors and come back at you guys in about a week. 
The music you hear on the podcast is the Imperial March by Seldweller. Until next week, guys, see ya.